Shady Pines Radio. fine episode of everything and nothing on the shady pines radio network i'm your host chris and this is my co-host charlie i'm charlie and we're bringing you another fine hour of whatever wonky shit comes into our heads today Welcome, everyone, to the Everything and Nothing End of the Year Retrospective Spectacular. Tonight, your hosts will be wrapping up 2020 with a look back at the moments that made us laugh, cry, and maybe feel slightly uncomfortable. And now, here they are, your hosts, Chris Cox and Charlie Hickman. Hello, um, guys. It's uh, it's me, it's Charlie, and um, look, I we gotta be honest with you, guys. It's the end of the year, um, and it's a time for introspection. It's a time for self-reflection, and it's also a time that traditionally uh, people take some time off. Um, so this week. Uh, because we did the, the retrospective spectacular last week, we kind of took this week off and, 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 you know, um, but, but it's okay. It's fine. Hold on. Because we still have content. We still have content for you guys. There's still going to be a show this week. Um, thanks to our good friend, Joshua Metz, um, who is over at Smirk Studios. If you are on Twitch or anywhere near the internet right now, Smirk Studios, Inc., I-N-K. Com. Check it out. And he's a super cool guy, and he used to host the show with us. Uh, and thank goodness, because he was like, well, hey, I've got this guy on Twitch. Uh, he's a comedian. His name's Aaron Ross, and he's got his own Twitch show. So I'm going to interview him on his show, and then, you know, put that... Well, you, you know, you can use that for the show. And we're like, all right, we don't want to do anything this week. So that sounds fantastic. So, uh, we're going to have that interview, plus we're going to have some extra special clips from uh, our favorite shows throughout this past year as we get ready. Because, really, truly, we promise, guys, the relaunch season two of Everything and Nothing is coming uh, this next year. We're working on getting a theme song, guys, like a real one by real people. Uh, what? Uh, so anyway, uh, stick around. This is gonna be just kind of a fun, relaxed episode. Uh, we got some cool content coming for you guys, and and we we thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, guys, please stick around and uh, we hang out for this interview right after these messages. Oh, 
Did you know Shady Pants Radio is on Patreon? What? Tell me more. Yeah, Shady Pants Radio is on Patreon, and they have tons of membership levels, and you can choose the one that fits your budget the best. You can support a sonic landscape of fun. You get tons of cool perks, and there's merch and swag and all sorts of cool things at each membership level, too. Sounds great. Where do I go? Just go to patreon.com slash shadypensradio and become a member. You can do it right now. Whoa, thanks. I'm going to go and sign up right now. What are you doing Sunday? The fuck is poor boy. He hosts the Soju Hour on Sundays. Soju Hour? What the fuck is that? Do I look like a guy that's got time to waste? It's at 4 p.m. Sunday at 4 p.m.? I'm busy just getting my cat. On ShadyPinesRadio.com. ShadyPinesRadio? Yeah, I've heard of it. Excellent. You're listening to Shady Radio. Thank you for having me over to your house. Hey, welcome welcome to, to the studio, man. This is a, light, a lot of fun to have you over. Yeah, I get to be in the studio. I'm always interviewing other people, saying welcome to mom's house, you know, introducing them to Kanye Westy, who, of course, you know, is still going to share the spotlight with me. But uh, this is exciting to get to be interviewed in your studio. Well, you know, funny enough, uh, uh, I have the hardest time trying to convince people that this isn't my mom's house. So uh, <laughs> I totally hey, get this it. Is the, this is the year of the mom's house. It's all right. It is year of the mom's house. I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know what, I'm going to hand that to you. And actually, it's the year of the thought I was going to move. Turns out not going to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the year the plans are on hold. Uh, but if we look at it with silver lining, it's the year of the pivot. And here we are pivoting to Twitch. You know, I did a live late night talk show, which is, you know, this is, this is the, the thing, who's the Ross for 11 years. And now in year 12, where we were like in Hollywood, in LA, in Los Angeles going, Hey, we're going to get on TV. Instead, we had to make our own TV and now we're doing it on Twitch. Well, that's funny uh, that you should bring that up. I, I, uh, I've, I've been asked a few times because, uh, I, you know, people have heard of Aaron Ross. People have heard of, uh, certainly heard of Ed Foreman. That's where I heard about you. And uh, people, People are asking, uh, uh, are you an L.A. comic or a Portland comic? What's well, going so, on? Yeah, I'll, I'll let people know. So the first half of my career, like Colbert was in character. I played Ed Foreman, who was libidinous, polyester clad, poor wigged, former inspirational speaker turned late night talk show host. Hi, I'm Ed Foreman. You might recognize me as the inspirational speaker and author of the best-selling self-help book. I'll make you better because I'm better than you. Poop or you'll die children's book and uh, my book on safe sex entitled condoms hurt my dick but babies hurt my pocketbook so i'll double bag it baby with a very 20 uh i don't know 10 sort of vibe uh i dropped the shtick in 2014 and have been doing the show as myself uh, ever since but to answer your question look portland's where i'm from and uh you know, it's where my heart is and it's where my mom's house is. So it's where I am. So Portland's always the base to everything. Portland's always the inspiration to all the madness that we've done. But I have been in Los Angeles the last 
two years. So, you know, it's just, it's just where you're going. It's just where I've been at. I'm from here. That's where I've been. Um, you know, it's funny, though. A lot of our audiences come from Los Angeles. So we've got the split Ross City, Los Angeles, 50-50, uh, but it's 100% puns with my name. So <laughs> take it. True. Now, uh, and then LA is uh, uh, kind of like kind of southwestern, isn't it? Would you would you consider uh, LA kind of a southwestern? Cool, because you're from you're from Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, um, I guess you're no stranger to the Southwest. It looks like uh, on my notes here. Uh, where is it? Oh boy, Sierra Vista. Grandparents oh, from Sierra my, Vista. Yeah, my grandparents were from uh, Sierra Vista, which is 90 minutes south of Tucson. So yeah, I mean, I get my mom's from. England, but, 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 uh, met my father in LA. So like I've, I've been, I've spent plenty of time there. My best friend went to college there. So like, I, I'm, I'm plenty well-versed in it. It's a, it's a, it's a hell of a town. Did uh, you say, did you say your mom's uh, from England? Yeah. My mom's British. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. So Charlie, my drummer is from England. Isn't that so funny? Uh, how about that? That, so it's literally a small world, uh, that tiny island, but an even smaller world sometimes. You know, it did birth this great nation we are in. So uh, yes, uh, yeah, but mom was in, in England until she was 12 and then she went to Hollywood and she acted in Hollywood and acted in the, amongst other television series, Batman, she did for a week, the 60s uh, show. Oh, isn't Batman the grooviest? You're right, Duchess. And that Robin. Oh, I'm out of my skin over him. Gosh, what marvelous dreads. Oh, oh you do bend my mind. I'm launched. Isn't that was that a beautiful incredible? clip. That's Mom on Batman. That was beautiful. Thanks, yeah. you, you know what? Thanks for sharing. Who, who's running the clips around here anyway? I don't know. Uh, some we've, who, who's, yeah, who is there's who, who did that? How did that happen? How, did, how are you doing that, uh, Ross? I don't know how Twitch you did that. magic, baby. That's got to be it. Uh, moving right along. Uh, you know what? This one caught me off guard. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so, okay. So this one, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, Al's Den gig fired. I was suspicious of that. Uh, can you tell me a little <laughs> more of that before I, before I elaborate on, on my thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we did, when I was doing this character, we did uh, our, this, this show, well, the show is at Dante's in Portland, which is like one of the wildest clubs and bars that you wouldn't expect a talk show. But my boss at Dante's, uh, Frank, he already had karaoke from hell. He had Sinferno. He had Storm Large. He had all these like iconic weekday weirdo shows. And he gave us this Tuesday night thing because he was like, yeah, this is great. I've all, he told me when he sat down at a meeting the day I no longer had to work a service industry job and said, here's how much you make. I've always wanted to have my own Johnny Carson in my bar. It's crazy. So we got to do that. So fast forward, you know, after doing it in his club, I tried to move to L.A. for eight months. The first go around doing the character show, uh, when I, I was just traveling back to visit for the summer and I played at this hotel, the McMinniman's Crystal Hotel. They had this, like, lounge that fit, like, 75 people in the basement. I did it for a week, and it went so well. We did seven different shows in seven days. Not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess it's the equivalent of having, like, a new set list every night for seven days. So, but we wrote new material for each show and had new guests. And they really liked what we did, and they offered me Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, late nights after their band residencies. And I thought, I, I can't pass up three nights a week doing two hours. It was just like a dream come true. 
And, you know, a small scale dream, but still really cool. So we did it for one year and we were debaucherous. I mean, we would, we would have drinks before the show, during the show, after the show. Jump in the hot tub, go to other bars, blah, 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 blah. blah. They had the soaking pool there that could fit like 20 people or 50 people, depending on if you're me. And, oh, and so- I played the gig, man. I love that place. <laughs> yeah, you've been there. That's how we met. So- Yep. So, so we've, we get so much trouble throughout the years, more like boyish, playful trouble. But when we hit a one-year anniversary, the whole theme of the show was, we didn't get fired. And then we got fired. And so the question <laughs> is, well, how, how did we get fired? Well, the short answer is, there, the, the hotel manager, who had been really cool to me, she had hurt herself. She had had a, 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 like a, a broken foot. And so she was off for a couple months. And she came in to the show with friends and was really drunk and was heckling us. And my character didn't take crap. And also, because I was from Dante's, a world where you'd get heckled, we had this song for hecklers that was like this, this sort of like Justin Timberlake soul thing called Shut the Fuck Up, where I would sing this sort of chorus about them needing to shut the fuck up, but in a pleasant way. And then I would ad lib and improvise verses in a like, you know, and she got mad and then they fired me. That's the short of it. Shut the fuck up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They, okay. They, they they put stuff on top of that, you know, but that was really it. And then they and that was really lame because that wasn't. I almost said that like Obama, and that was all really lame. I, 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 there was like no reason for it to happen, but it was a blessing. Our time had run out. And so we went back to Dante's and that's what inspired me to do the show as myself. I said, I'm just, oh, I'm the run of the characters done. You know, we did, in fact, I, if I could take it back, you know, you rarely have, um, regrets, I think as an artist, but my only regret was if I was doing three nights a week, I wish it had been my face, not the characters, ultimately. I wish I had phased him out and maybe brought him on in guest appearances. Because we were at a hotel where maybe just a normal guy in a tie could have worked and really connected with people. But the thing is, I started doing this character at 24, and I started doing the talk show at 25. I didn't think that anyone wanted to see just a me as me in a tie and a suit. It just didn't, that's just not how you think. You tend to think I have to be bombastic. I have to do something bigger. And so, you know, as I was at that point, 33, it was like, yeah, no, it's, I think it's time to be me. And so that, that's where we are now. That's beautiful, man. Well told. Honestly, Thanks, uh, I remember those times in the old Alice Den and uh, <laughs> I was good there. Times. Yeah, you know what? Uh, but you were you would you would put those things away, and that that is actually what I'm segueing to here. I would see you guys. Uh, uh, so at first, though, you 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 didn't. I didn't think I saw you with a drink in your hand until every cable was plugged in and that band was off stage. Uh, uh, and that's true. That's true. So that, we would we would we would we would meet talk because when I meet with my band, who you know well, with the great JP Downer leading, you know, oh, yeah. every night was a new show again. Every night was a new show. So Thursday's show was different than Fridays and Saturdays. So we would meet. If the show was at 10.30, we'd meet at 7. We'd have dinner. We'd give everyone the notes. We'd go down music cues, explain the bits. And then at 10, we'd set up. Now, my band would play for the opening 15 minutes. So 
it was in that time where you're putting on the suit. That's when you have your shot of whiskey. And then you do the show and you have a couple drinks during it. And then you drink a lot afterwards. And it was never a problem, but it was, it, 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 that just gets in the way. Uh, and, and the truth is, and most people don't know this, which is I, have, I've been, I haven't had a drink in almost five and a half years. That's the one. That's yeah. what we were building towards. You nailed it. Uh, yeah, I, I just found that out. Blew my mind. So I guess, how, long been, how long have you been? Most people don't how long know that. Been not drink- well, I was just curious. I was just curious. How do you know? Because like it's how not- do- Oh, okay. So you, uh, let's dial back just a second because yeah. you, uh, uh, you said something. You said, um, and then my band, and you know I'm the uh, infamous uh, JP Downer. That's where I got a lot of these uh, epic questions from, by the way. I did a little bit of uh, uh, reconnaissance. Oh, uh, good for you. Uh-huh. You were a pro. Yeah, JP, my band leader of six years. So he told you, yeah, it was a, it was a shift. Um, it was a shift. And, and yeah, it was, uh, and it was when JP was still band leader in 2015. Uh, I think it was June 20... To June twenties, I don't remember. June Dude, no, that's great. That's great. You're so sober it that it's like you've had too many now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too many I mean, sober years. Five and a half, and it just it just wasn't. Look, there were a lot of great times. There were a lot of wild times. Uh, alcohol gave. Uh, it just it, it amplifies. And so there were a lot of nights where you're like, that was dope. But there are some you regret. You know, it's just based on like that's just booze. You know, and so. I find sober, there's never a night you regret and you're never going, ah, tonight really would have been better if I'd had a couple drinks. It just doesn't happen. But there's also just training your body that way. I didn't drink till I was 19. I told myself as a high school student, you know what, I don't need that. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble, which I ultimately did, (laughs) like plenty. And then because of alcohol and um, I just told myself I want people to meet the real version of me. So I'm going to go to these parties in high school and gatherings without it. And I held strong until, you know, I rounded into my sophomore year and I just couldn't fend it off. And um, I'm just, it's the best adult decision I ever made. And, uh, and you know, pr- as a, a professional, it's been outstanding. That's, congratulations, man. That is Thank tough you. work. Uh, especially as um, uh, a man of showbiz, you know, I mean, how often do you see that little mug on people's desk and wonder what's in that mug, you know? Sure. Yeah, I think with Jimmy Fallon, it's always vodka. You know, it's, it's <laughs> shots fired. It's <laughs> <laughs> literally shots fired. That's points. Nice. It's, you know, um, it's, it just didn't have a place for me anymore. And I think when you take a hard line, you're just better off, you know? And I just thought it, it, it's, I'm lucky that it was never a problem. It was never a couldn't stop, but it's still a hindrance. And so it just didn't, um, I'm not of no, I'll always talk to the individual about the, the ideas of not, you know, of abstaining, but I don't push it because people should make their own decisions, you know? And, and look, at least I can lead by example, but I will say this, you know, a, uh, one big reason to stop is you do live performances enough. And in the year that you met me, I was doing them four or five times a week in bars and strip yeah. clubs. And so that's just too much free drinks. Um, and There's no incentive know, not to drink in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. It just, you just go, this is just too much. This is just, they're basically just selling me the, the, the idea of, of booze and that's not why I do this. And so, um, and you know, look, you just want to be the most quick, you want to be the most real and top, a high octane version of yourself. And the only way I was going to do that was with, without 
any substance. So like I then leaned on coffee super hard and I drink plenty of coffee, but I don't drink coffee within the show for the most part. That would be like a super treat. Like, because I was doing shows in LA where I would have, I mean, in Portland too, where I'd have to have the coffee just goes to show how simple, you know, the the necessity of, of any substance can be, but I would crack out on coffee, which what could happen was I was too jacked early or I was too low late. You know, and if I'm interviewing a guest live, I just owe it to them to be the best and the most attentive. And so, yeah, I mean, oh, I, I do yoga every day when I get up. I have uh, a routine of stretches and mental and vocal exercise before I do every single performance. And I just, that's just because this means a lot to me. And, you know, I just feel like I've got to be that sharp. So that's my long winded of, of, you know, of bye booze, hello, uh, zen, if I, in, you know. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I, dude, no, I'm really, really proud of that. Uh, uh, now, hang on a second. I heard in passing, uh, there's just a couple little little tidbits here that I, uh, I want to catch up on before I ask you a, a real bombshell. Oh. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, so I heard you say something uh, sophomore year, and I don't exactly remember what you said, but uh, is this, uh, was this Wilson High School? Well, I went to Wilson High School, and then so- so sophomore year, I, I went to PSU all of my collegiate career, but the sophomore in college I'm re- referring to is I went to Oregon State for a year. And, oh. uh, yeah, and... and uh, oh, okay, I see. Kale- okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I got into trouble. Is, uh, can I ask you, is Wilson, uh, is, that, is that Beaverton? Southwest Portland, yeah. So it's, like, up by, like, the base of OHSU on the, like, uh, west side of the hill. Yeah, I do love it over there. Suburbia is not too bad. Uh, now, between all the different things you've done, some of my favorite to, uh, that I like to mention, but uh, uh, you gave away cigars, Paul cigars, right? Sure. You had a big old thing. Uh, you, you had, uh, uh, you did a, a mayor, I want to say month. Yeah, we had uh, Mayor May. Mayor May, and you, uh, you interviewed a, a new mayor every, was it day? Every show, and there were 16 shows, yeah. Okay, yeah. That was one of my favorites. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Toys for Tatas? Yeah, Tatas for Toys. We're creating our 10th year to go digital December 22nd. Last year for our ninth year, we raised 10 grand live at Dante's in cash. And we went and took all that money and bought toys to take to Dornbecker Children's Hospital. So, um, In yeah, effect, it's a positive... simple way that you can help uh, this holiday yeah. season. Yeah, Listen, yeah. It's given. Every... Right. Not Everyone's necessarily different. receiving. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, this year I, we hope doing a digital, it opens it up to a lot more people that could just be live in Portland. And those shows were epic parties. They were so much fun. Um, but we think we're going to present something that, that, you know, I think all of the stuff that we're doing now, it, it's, I, it's my job. It's what I'm driven to do. I love doing this. I do these performances selfishly, but there's a lot of me, like when we went on for Thanksgiving and did Thanksgiving, you know, I do that show because I know people are solo this year and I know people are feeling like stuck and down and out. And we just want, we're trying to do these shows to give people community and, and something they can count on that's fun, you know, and, and, uh, it's a small thing, but you know, it's, it's the, it's what I have. And so it's the best thing I can give back. Well, I think you're doing a great job. Uh, definitely, I mean, it's not uh, every new Twitch user that's able to bring uh, the powerful amount of uh, punch that you're, you're able to offer. I mean, I mean, 20, 20 users, affiliate in the first month, like the, you're crushing the game right now. Uh, between uh, interviewing, you've, you've interviewed a bunch of rap stars, right? Uh, yeah, sure. uh, b-ball stars, like, yeah. you know, name a couple of your favorites just real quick. Oh, I mean, recently, you know, we had... Diggable Planets on, which is an incredible Love them. act. 
Love that. Um, and so I met one of the guys in this group out of Seattle, uh, Ishmael Butler's in Shabazz Palaces. I met him five years ago. I did a music festival with him called wow. Pickathon, and then I did this Red Bull gig at Doug Fur. We kept in touch. I ran into him in L.A., and then when the whole thing hit, he came on. He chatted with my mom. They hit it off, and then, I mean, we're talking about, like, you know, and we're talking about, like, cool like that, like this classic song, like, doom 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 right? So this cat and my mom get along super well. And then for our 800th show, he brought along his bandmate in Digable Planets. Um, that was incredible. Slim Kid Trey of the Far Side lives in Portland. You know, Far Side's passing me by. He uh, has been on the show, like, every year for a decade. Um, I met Derek Martin in L.A. He's an NBA former NBA player that had taunted Michael Jordan and told him on a game that, you know, the Bulls were losing in 1995 when they won the most games ever. He said, <laughs> you know, he said, you ain't got shit tonight, Mike. You know, shot ain't falling tonight, Mike. And then Mike, on the bench, laced his shoes back up, went in the last six minutes, scored 19 points. Uh, Derek's team lost, and Mike says to him, shut up, you little bitch. So that, that cat has brought along two other players that he played with, Tracy Murray and Mitchell Butler. Um... Wow. Yeah, I mean, we've had Simpsons writers. That's been a blast right before the pandemic. I've been, I've been tuning in for those. Yeah, the, the Brent Forrester, who, writes for the, who wrote for The Simpsons in The Office and Mr. Show and Ben Stiller's Show and now Space Force. The guy is incredible. He is my favorite oh, guest. Oh, I didn't realize he was working on Space Force. Yeah, yeah. He's a I love that. That's a good program. Good writing. Good writing. Yeah, and Brent's been amazing. He loves my mom. Um, we just had Bill Oakley, who was showrunner for The Simpsons in season seven and eight, which means he was like the head like of writing and like, you know, the, the driving force. So those guests are all great. You know, we, we, we've had great uh, porn stars on. My friend Riley Nixon, who I was living with in her double wide trailer on the side of her house in Echo Park, is amazing. I mean, the, there's just, there's something about, and that's maybe the one thing I miss. I don't miss the live audiences and the applause because I feel like we actually gain a lot on the Twitch in the comments. I think people can feel more ownership. I do miss the networking and meeting people in real life to get more guests. You know what I mean? So yes. because I had Riley on the show down there and we became friends. I had Brent Forrester from The Simpsons on and we became friends. That that I miss. But we're really lucky that the last two years in LA created a base of great guests and we've branched out. There have been people that, you know, I had not met before, or maybe I had met in passing, like Stephen Droz of the Flaming Lips has come on twice and he's a fan no so way cool. yeah wow yeah i'm with you yeah. on that man uh, uh talk about uh, uh missed opportunities this year it's like uh, um yeah you you might shake the hand who shook the hand and yeah. then uh, that guy yeah. you might be able to uh, get a phone call in with that guy even five minutes uh is a good interview sometimes um, look, there's a blessing on both sides first you know twitter is your new shaking hands and then and then true. um uh, look, there are so many people we might not have gotten before that you can get because we can pre-tape Zooms and then put them on Twitch. So the future's sure. bright, and the options of who you can get are basically limitless. The only difference was the ability to convince them or charm them or connect in person you know, isn't the same as an email. However, emails have worked for us a good amount too. So I am grateful on finding this platform that you and I are literally using now uh, and finding the benefits of, hey, you don't have to drive to the venue. You don't have to take half your night you know, or get a babysitter. Just 30 minutes on Zoom. And most people say yes if we can connect with them. Dude, 100%.
I love that. So that tells me, that gives me an idea of what's next uh, for Aaron Ross. Uh, certainly it looks like you're going to be plugging more Twitch. It looks like you're not, you're not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. We're going to um, stay on here weekly and, and try to keep growing that, you know, and it's all demand. If people want more, we'll, we'll do more. And we, our big hope is, you know, gaining sponsorship, not just to help pay the bills, but we really want to have prizes we can give in our game show segments to people that are tangible each and every week. And we'll get to that place. It's been a little slow. I was always great with it. You mentioned cigars and hot sauce and things that we could give away live it's just a little harder digitally so we're, we're trying to get to that place yeah and i believe you'll get there especially with the drive the determination i think your your community is growing quick uh it's only a matter of time the one question that i think that we got to leave everybody with today sure. and the thing that i think that everybody uh has been thinking about what's on everybody's mind adventure day that's a real character isn't he <laughs> that's it he's a real character uh yeah, that's right I got a real question for, uh, for, for you about uh, Adventure Dave, since Adventure Dave couldn't be here with us today, sure. or at least uh, not for this interview. Um, Joe Dirt, do you think he would have gotten better uh, along with Joe Dirt or Robbie, the guy who was always trying to take Joe Dirt's girlfriend? Man, uh, he'd probably get along with Joe Dirt just fine. I mean, they have the same magnificent mullets, you know, and accents. Um, Adventure Dave's a little bit more high energy. Hey man, it's me, Adventure David. I'm at Winco Foods. I'm gonna show you how to get a $5 piece for Thanksgiving. Come on! A turkey jerky made with real turkey. Candy corn is better than real corn. I mashed my own potatoes. Yeah, man, he's, he's, you know, they say, as he says, you can't spell adventure without Dave. And it's true. <laughs> I've I've tried and I can't seem to come up with it. If you leave letter. the A out, uh, maybe, way. but that's the first letter. So uh, thanks so much, Ross, for uh, meeting with me today. I appreciate thanks, uh, this opportunity. Thanks for having me at the studio, man. I really appreciate it. And, and we just want people to come check us out. We're currently every Sunday on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash who's the Ross, 8.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We've got brand new games, comedy, and guests. Uh, and, you know, and we get to hang with our funny family and comedy community people like you if you come join us thanks so much for tuning in everybody uh guys that's been aaron ross you guys can go smash that follow on twitch.tv slash who's the ross and we will see you again real soon back to you oh hey look at us friends welcome to who's the ross i'm aaron ross your comedy boss thank you so much everyone for coming into the show what I forgot to put a shirt on again. I think it's game time, Mama. Game time. We got a 10,000 from Rick the set. What do you think? 10,000, Mom? Is that too much or, or not enough? Uh. Get back in your bubble. <laughs> Michelle, well, let's do some oil painting. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, I laughed. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, you will. The game is Black Friday, a tribute to Kanye West, aka Yay Yay, our pup down here. There is the boy. This is in tribute to it's so good it fits in my top 10 too so mom and i began painting our happy little pups you're my best friend jinx <laughs> <laughs> number one guest who's 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 the ross aaron ross aaron ross but your mom is watching no just kidding mom? Uh, <laughs> you got a cute butt on you <laughs> we did kiss <gasps> Wear your mask, wash your hands, and mind, and mind your, your business. <laughs> mind your beeswax. You know, we have a lot of fun. Because positivity is what we need in these times. I'm Aaron Ross, your comedy boss, Mama Ross, Kanye Westy, my bestie. Hey, we'll see you next Sunday, right? <laughs> Bye. We love you. Bye. Bye.
All right. Well, that was uh, that was just tons of fun. Thank you, uh, Smirk Studios, uh, Joshua H. Metz, former host of the show, for providing that uh, really really fun stuff. And uh, check out Aaron Ross and check out uh, Smirk Studios over on Twitch. And uh, you know, th- th- it's it's cool. It was great. It's you know. But uh, let, let's get back. We, we've got a few mi- few minutes to fill here, so we're gonna get some some um, some more of our favorite old interviews from this past year. And again, guys, I promise, I promise, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a season two, and and it's happening. It is happening. Uh, so stick around, and uh, we'll have more content after this. Hey, Shady Pines Radio listener, thanks for listening. We've got a lot of great shows, but I know you're thinking, hey. There's no way I could listen to previous shows whenever I want to, right? No, you can't. Don't even try. Well, hold on, Riker, because a lot of DJs got archiving now through Mixcloud and various sites. Click on your favorite shows through the Shady Pines Radio schedule found both on the website and the app to find links to previous shows and information about the... Over 30 shows now have links to previous sets and more is to come. We're putting this together ground floor, so click around and click on donate if you can spare it. We'd appreciate it. I thought I wanted a baby. Oh, man. That's a snap. Yeah, that's a big snap. No. That's a huge snap for me. I mean, I'm I'm in total anyways. I'm like, I'm not telling you what to do, Lacey, but no, please no. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I can't anyway. I mean, I physiologically can't. But I thought it would be really funny to have a child and throw all of your dreams onto that child. Well, hear me out. But if your dreams are like, I want to be a rapper. You know what I mean? And it was like, you came out of the womb spitting bars. You came out of the womb. Like, kids pushing kids into my specific dreams is really funny because Your dreams are for children. Yeah, yeah, it's like, whoa, you wanna you wanna do a conspiracy on OnlyFans? I can't do it. I'm too old, but you can, kid. You know. <laughs> um, but uh, I like went through this thing where it just dawned on me that like, all right, I'm like when people people have been asking like, how old are you? And I'm just like, uh, old enough to party and too old to carry a child safely. I'm 37, and they consider my womb geriatric. <laughs> they do. Huh. And so I was like already infertile, but then the geriatric womb thing really got to me. And I was like, you know what? Cause I wasn't planning on having a kid, but once you tell me I can't do something, I'm like, oh. fuck you. Yes, I can. You know? And so I was like thinking that I was like, man, I want a kid. And then I went to Planned Parenthood and she was like, do you have any kids? And I was like, no, but maybe I want one. Maybe I want one. And she was like comforting me. And I was like, oh God, this is that snap, huh? This is really? snap. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And I immediately was like, mm, there it is. Hey. Uh-huh. But like, clearly not going to have a kid. But also, Jesus. I, I, I got knuckle tats recently. I don't think this is a move. But also, like, the Planned Parenthood lady was like, oh, I don't think your body could handle a baby. And then my response was, a baby couldn't handle my body. <laughs> so, like, you know, uh, mm. I, I'm not healthy enough to even have a kid. But I was like, Man, I finally get it. You better just dump all of your dreams onto something and then just stand back. Yeah. And that's the appeal. I finally, like, I get the appeal, naming it, cute shoes, you know, Halloween. Okay, uh, first off, Halloween's still great, even without kids. Fucking. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. But, like, the things you can do with babies 
and toddlers for Halloween costumes is so next level. Like, make them old. That's all you have to do. That's so funny. <laughs> like, could you, like, it's so funny to me. It's hilarious. Like, imagine just, like, a very old man. Benjamin That's Button is just the most funny. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking hilarious. With that, and I like it. Uh, oh Something man, about seeing like a toddler with a mustache like gets me. Exactly, like, it, exactly. It's good. Like some kind of wizard beard, you know, where oh, they've yeah. got like those uh, sticks that they're walking around with, and they're mm. casting Google Gaga spells. That's so funny. <laughs> you know, like. I don't know, but oh, Halloween! You made me realize when I saw your post that Halloween is gonna be sadder this year than, than normal. Usual. I argue that uh, everybody will already be wearing masks, so everybody's in the spirit already. Like, <laughs> yeah, and we're already I, thinking like Walking Dead and and like fucking plague <laughs> and plague yeah, doctor yeah. mask and everything. Like, just go all out. Every, get everything you want now. Like. We're, we're already man, mostly prepared. Man, do you think there's going to be like a post-Halloween outbreak because people will be touching candy? <laughs> yeah, what, what are people going to be handing out from their house? Like, I don't, I don't, I think for kids, it's going to suck. This is going to be a shitty kid Halloween because there's no candy, probably. Yeah. Uh, even as adults, are we, are we not allowed to hang out with people more than like two? I mean, honestly, as an adult, the best parts of Halloween uh, have been, for me at least, you know, the alcohols in public and the slutty mm-hmm. outfits, which are great. Mm-hmm. And that is mm-hmm. purely denied to me this year, unless we find some way to do an online party for it. And so... That's exactly what I'm thinking. So it's going to be hard, because it's like, what am I going to do? One year I showed up at a party with just like an eagle head on and totally topless. And I wrote murder on my boobs. And then my costume was, um, I wasn't invited to this party, but I showed up naked anyways, deal with it. <laughs> um, fun, fun year. That was like 2017 or something. Loved it. Had a good time. Great party. But, yeah, uh, also like a great time. I, it was, they, no one wanted to talk to me. Well, that's dumb. Those people are stupid, Lacey. I know. I thought so, too. I I even stayed through, like, five waves of that party. Caroline Smith was there. She was topless, too. Um, I guess it turns out you don't really want to approach or even look at the topless people because uh, people are sensitive. And it wasn't my party, and I truly did not know a single person there. <laughs> well, except for Caroline Which Smith. Which would be- Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Well, she went. I think we just saw a party and walked into it. Um, <laughs> see, that. See, I've never been to a cool Halloween party in thirty years. Oh. Uh, like, that's, and this is like this is my thirtieth Halloween. Um, oh. Coming up, like I, you know, I've done cool things. I don't want to say like I, I love Halloween. I honestly really, really love Halloween. So like, I don't want to say I've had a bad Halloween for thirty years. But I'm saying I've never been to the cool. Uh, as Chris put it, slutty costume Halloween party. Oh. You fuck it up, buddy. It's always been like, yeah. dude, I don't have friends. Nobody likes me. Like, well, I get bars. You just go, you find one, you show up. Last year was the only Halloween I didn't go to like a really cool party, and that's because I took a nap and slept through it. I went to two different Halloween parties last year. One of them gave me cocaine. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
it's always the fun. It's the time to cut loose. It's like you go ham on Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Also, you know what we could do this year is just video ourselves doing predatory witchcraft in Walgreens parking lots. I got I that idea it. from the movie Hereditary. So this is the new. This is the new. Like this is gonna be like the new TikTok trend or something. It's like people practicing <laughs> witchcraft in the Walgreens parking lot. And you just being like, fuck you, apothecary. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's so funny. <laughs> I'll make my own fucking potion. <laughs> what you got? What you got? <laughs> things we do like to focus on here uh while of course we do want to hear anything you want to tell us about what's going on out there we also like to check in uh with the mental health check <laughs> that is that is the response i expected <laughs> uh i mean i don't know the baseline is is i i don't know where it is anymore because like on any given day i feel pretty great um but <laughs> Sometimes when I'm falling asleep, I hear flashbangs, oh, and boy. they aren't there. And uh, my therapist is asking me, he's like, so it's only when you're in the process of falling asleep, right? And I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> you're like, that's just when it's annoying. Yeah, because it's preventing me from sleeping. Other times, it's just in the middle of the day, and I'm wide awake, and I hear nothing, but there's an explosion that feels like it's happening right next to my head. And he's like, oh, okay, shit. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty standard PTSD. Um, I, uh, my sleep schedule is really fucked up and towards the beginning that was really difficult for me to adjust to, but now my body is used to like, some nights we go to bed at a normal time, other nights we go to bed the next day. Like, and, uh, it's a matter of, for me, it's a matter of taking breaks accordingly and adjusting. Um, I'm in better shape than I've been in, in a very long time from all of the running from the cops. So physically I'm doing pretty well aside from the injuries. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, we, me and some other, other people were commiserating about how, like, when the tear gas and the bullets and the flashbangs start flying, we feel this like weird sense of calm and serenity and cause it's, we rationalize it as being like, okay, they're, they're doing the thing now. This is what we expected. We don't have any anxiety anymore because it's happening. And someone else responded. Um, uh, that's a trauma response. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. That's a, that's not a good thing. Like you guys are making it out to be. <laughs> you should. Like it's being very useful to you right now, but that's not great, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Long run. 
that's going to be bad. Um, because yeah, you're supposed to feel like a sense of fight or flight in situations like that. And we're just like, nah, man, it's chill. <laughs> and it's, it's very much not chill. <laughs> just start passing a joint around real quick. People do. But uh, yeah, I'll go home and I'll watch my videos and I'll go over my pictures and like that's when it'll hit me a lot of times where I'll just realize like, oh, that was bad. Uh, that was yeah. quite frightening. And in the moment I knew it, but I was still just like, all right, just gotta, you know, not get hurt and make sure other people are okay. Make sure I get this shot. Oh, that's gonna be a really cool picture. Oh, this is gonna be a great video. And uh, then, you know, you got the adrenaline coursing through you, but once you get a chance to settle down, you start to feel everything oh, yeah. that you experienced. And um, I feel like I've been doing pretty well at managing that personally. Um, based off of how I've maybe not handled situations like that so well in the past, mm-hmm. um, so I, I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm handling everything pretty all right. That's good. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm handling PTSD. Okay, like, yeah. what are you, it's it's a low fucking bar. <sighs> <laughs> Well, Chris, how are you doing? I mean, one of the things, and and I've I've reached out to Benjamin about this before, actually, because um, I've been following his work on this since he started going out. You know, before you even got the press badge, you were still putting a lot of information out and and recording everything you could. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I had uh, a lot of, like, guilt for a while about not being on the front lines like, you, like you've like you been doing, you know? Because mm-hmm. in my head there's that, well, if that that's the thing, you're supposed to go do the thing. If you were a good person, you would like change to happen. That's how it would happen. Go do the thing. But, one, I don't even live in Portland. <laughs> like, getting to and from the the logistics of everything is so complicated and then two if i am a person who can work from home and still has a job doing things like that is stuff that takes away from this is a whole conversation i've had to have with my therapist is what's happening right now yeah yeah we're all just basically reliving therapy for an audience yeah it's fine look i warned people ahead of time if you see uh, saw any of the advertisements for this today i warned you that it was going to be just as informative as it was funny that was, <laughs> we, are, we are holding true to half of that now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and so she pointed out that she was like okay but what have you been doing with that money and i was like well i mean i did reach out to like six people that I care about enough and trust and was like, hey, so if you do get like busted and you need bail money, I have stuff set aside for that. And then I've been helping some people not, you know, fall behind on rent and shit mm-hmm. like that. And she's like, yeah, those are all, that sounds like that's your role in this then. Your, your role is not being on the front lines. Yeah. You are there to support the people so that they can keep going and doing the thing. Yeah, what you're doing is providing mutual aid. 
It feels like being uh, a shitty dad. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Like, I'm not showing up to your practice, kiddo. Here's 20 bucks. Leave me the fuck alone. That's what it feels like. And that's where the shame comes in. But... <laughs> I mean, if it really were your children, then yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you, you don't otherwise have fatherly responsibilities towards the rest of us. So I, I think, I think you're, I think you're doing a great job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how have you been doing, Charlie? Well, uh, on the ongoing uh, Mickey Minutes saga of mm-hmm. like how the, it, like having a job still. You know, it, it's always like questionable, but uh, this week I was just scheduled with four days off, and I was kind of like anxious about it. Like, oh man, like if I don't get enough work in, that I can't like pay my bills and stuff like that. I'm just like, you know what? Uh, I'm just gonna take some time off because, like, if I've got these four days, like maybe what I need is to like go and do something else that other than just like be in the the city or be in the area just like just stuck in the middle of the same monotonous shit and you yeah. know like if you like walk in nature and if you're with your family and stuff like that that actually releases like good hormones apparently for your brain or something so like <laughs> we've just been like hanging out here especially today just hanging out on the deck and it's like sunny like, yeah no it looks fucking gorgeous where you're at right now i got to I see know, my yeah, grandparents yes. yesterday who i like i haven't seen since, since april and you know, you never know how long you're going to have with people. And so it's always good to see them and see my little brother and sister and see my mom. And so it's like, I think it's really like kind of like stabilized my mood a little bit, you know? It's just, it feels nice to be yeah. around like the family house and do stuff, you know? So, I don't know. I feel good. Like, I really like it's my vacation week. I'm doing fucking great. Yeah, I don't have anything to complain about this week. So. <laughs> Ask me next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But um, and we will. <laughs> yeah. So far, so good. Right on. Kind of gonna take it one day at a time. Yeah, we this is this is odd for us. We usually do this like five PM or later our time. Well, you, yeah. you, you, you think you got it bad. Last time I did a, a podcast um, with um, Doug and um, my my other American friends, um, we had to do it um, because of where their schedules and where they are. Doug's in New York, uh, Brian's in Tennessee, Jim's in Minnesota, and Michael's in California. Oh my god. So, so it was midnight for me, but it was, um, no, no, hang on, hang on. <laughs> it was, it was some, it was some unearthly hour of the morning for Michael and it was like, like, um, middle of the afternoon for me. 
yeah, it was like six six a.m. or something for him. But luckily for him, he's a he's a uh, an early riser anyway. But I was like, I still wouldn't get up at six a.m. to do a podcast. Screw no. that. You know? <laughs> No, no, this we, was hard enough. We we <laughs> very very on purpose schedule it for you know the afternoon, and I think like uh, our last guest that was like furthest away was like Pennsylvania, so only three hours. Yeah. So what I'm hearing though is that uh, Jeff, you're a bit of a, a podcast aficionado here. Been on been on multiple podcasts apparently. Yeah, I've been on uh, several uh, episodes of uh, Assault of the Two Headed Space Mules. A very <laughs> Fine podcast indeed, uh, hosted by my friend Douglas Arthur. And uh, um, oh, Apple software update, go away! You're blocking Chris's face. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's just doing. Now you're blocking Charlie at this point. <laughs> it's like this, but it's 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 one of those boxes that you know the, the box that comes up. Apple software update. You might want to install this. No, I don't. Um, but it takes because of the age of my computer. It's stays like a white box for like three minutes and oh. then finally <laughs> finally comes the bit with the little quit uh, button that I can get rid of no uh, so I've been on that podcast um, several times and it's a podcast about the fringes of pop culture so we did a, a couple of Robocop episodes and a, um, nice. a cover songs episode and a, a novelty songs episode and what was it the other one we did um yeah, we did one about uh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? Yeah. Uh, so that's that. Those are the ones that I've done, uh, and plus I I do host my own uh, my own podcast, um, which has been <laughs> so going runs in the family, huh? Which has been going for since 2015, which oh. is called Into the Unknown. It's a music oh. podcast, and it uh, is hosted on Mixcloud, and uh, I've so far done 112 episodes. So if you want to listen to hours and hours of music you've never heard before. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. That's where I listen to a lot of music that I've never heard before. So yeah. as I say I, again, into the what? Into the unknown. Into, into the, the unknown. Speaking of that. Right now? Speaking of that. Did, did Frozen 2 I, s- I steal just, your... I just watched Frozen 2 for the first time about an hour ago. Nice. Yeah. Um, we've got Disney plus. Oh, good. Good. So, you know, we thought I haven't seen it. They, 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 both, uh, Laura and Rosie had both seen it before, uh, when it came out in the, in the theaters. And so, uh, I went out and, uh, this afternoon and bought some, some strawberries and some, uh, some popcorn and, uh, and I came home and we melted some chocolate and got some marshmallows. And so we had, Chocolate dip, strawberries, and marshmallows, and popcorn, and watch Frozen Two. Can I tell you, emotional roller coaster. Great. I don't know <laughs> if you've seen it. Emotional roller coaster. Yeah. It, no. I, I, now now I, they're watching I, Hamilton, which uh, does not interest me in the slightest. I'm sorry. It. Uh, it. It is good. Hamilton is good. Lin Manuel Miranda is a very talented man. He is. However, is I'm not. I'm not a fan of musicals as a as a whole that seems so, strange i chris at this point There's i'm gonna some but you know not uh, chris at this point i'm gonna point out that my mom is the one that really loves musicals <laughs> so okay. that the uh, watching the sound of music you know once a month at least that was my mom uh, jesus, yeah jesus yeah. christ superstar 
Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Um, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll. I like. I do. Mark, do like Mary Poppins. That, Mary, that, the, are, the original there are Mary a few Poppins. Musicals, but most musicals, you know, you get into the realm of Carousel and Seven Brothers for Seven Brothers, and you're like, no. oh, shoot me, shoot me now. Pajama. How do you game? feel about Sweeney Todd, Johnny Depp's version? Oh, that I, I tried to watch that. That was difficult viewing. I beautifully I shot, that makes sense. beautifully shot and edited, but still a difficult thing to watch. Alan Rickman was great in it. Alan Rickman was always great, in it. he was in everything he did. Absolutely, everything. yeah. Even even the movies that were duds, he you know was the, in them. My favorite part of that movie, though, does not have Alan Rickman in it at all. My favorite part is the moment where we get to watch, and and I think that this was filmed independently of the movie, and then they went, oh, we can put that in there, okay? I think what we watched was Johnny Depp beat the fuck out of the guy who plays Bruno, and I was there for that. Like, that was my favorite moment of that movie. Okay, it's time, there's gonna be no longer puppet like a nasty. Move white girls like it's hope for my ass crack. Move black girls, cause me fuck it up. And so uh, there we have it once again, and for one final time this year, uh, this episode and the previous episode have kind of acted as our uh, salute to 2020. Uh, we'd like to spe- uh, especially thank uh, Joshua H. Metz, uh, Smirk Studios, Smirk Studios Inc. with a K dot com, uh, and Aaron Ross for helping us out with this episode. That was a really fun interview there at the top. And um, thanks here to uh, Ben Tier, Lacey Day, and my own father, Jeff Hickmott, for some more fun clips there at the end. Um, and I promise, guys, uh, starting this Saturday, we're, we're back on recording schedule, and we're going to be pumping out new episodes for 2021. So, uh, you know, from from us here at Everything and Nothing, uh, we, we want to wish you happy Happy New Year. And, um, you know, if you like what you hear, you can find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, you can pay, uh, donate to us at patreon.com slash everything podcast um, or you know uh, hit us up on our email everything and nothing 2020 at hotmail.com and uh, best wishes for 2021 uh, thanks so much for listening thanks to Shady Pines Radio again for uh, giving us a chance this year <laughs> and uh, and uh, supporting us so support them too uh, they also have Patreon and uh, goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you in 2020. I try to always celebrate my birthday. Uh, even if it's just like, I don't know, getting something for myself, going out, doing something I want to do. I want to do something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh... I usually buy myself something if I have money. I generally don't have money, but uh, buy myself something. Even if it's just like a chocolate or something, just so you know. Yeah, I celebrated me today. A lot of times it's a simple. For my drum set. <laughs> it lasts a few years, but it's simple. 
Well, no, I, I, I bought one for myself and then stole It wasn't like he just stole the symbol, he stole my car. Shady Pines Radio.